What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 138 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Mario Mario to my Luigi Mario, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. And also joining, joining in Jesus, joining us, <laughs> the man that'll put his mushroom in your kingdom, the man they call Chode, <laughs> the phenomenal AJ Singh. Cut to PG at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you couldn't guess, uh, this episode is going to be our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, we all went and saw it last night. Um, and for anyone who hasn't watched or listened to our reviews, what we like to do first is just kind of a uh, very kind of general spoiler-free uh, review and impressions of the film. And then what we'll do, what a lot of other reviews don't do, is we'll do an, a nice deep dive and uh, where we go over you know, scene by scene of the plot, or as much as I could remember anyway. Uh, but before we do that, let's get uh, look at the old Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so the movie currently sits at a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 96% audience score. So uh, people, uh, I'm guessing that's skewed a lot by kids and Nintendo fans, but... Yeah. Um, the uh, official synopsis of the movie, um, with help from Princess Peach, Mario gets ready to square off against the all-powerful Bowser to stop his plans from conquering the world. Uh, the movie, uh, stars the voice talents of Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson as uh, K-Mac, which is a character I don't even know who that is. And Sebastian Maniscalco as, as Spike. Um, all right, guys. Yeah, just a uh, spoiler-free uh, review and impressions. What do you guys think of this thing? That was fun. I thought it was a it, – it incorporated a lot of the stuff that we saw in the game as young people. So it was like – that. it was a little nostalgic in that sense. So, yeah, it hit everything I was expecting from a Mario movie. And you? Yeah, I mean, visually, I thought it was pretty good. Um, a lot of nostalgic factor, like you said. Maybe the story, I thought, was a little on the thin side. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've been thinking about this film, and the more I think about it, the more I think it is somewhat mediocre in that I think, like like you say, it, like animation-wise, it, it looks good, but I really think, like, your enjoyment <clears throat> of this film really does depend on, like, the nostalgia and, and member berries you have for Nintendo and Mario because it really is just the razor thinnest of plots and and you know themes, you know, just enough to hold all all the kind of nostalgic like oh yeah I remember that and I remember that. Um, so yeah, like for for me as far as like a recommendation, I would say like if you have kids, yeah, take them to this movie. They're gonna have a great time. Yeah, our kid, my kid loved it. Loved it. Yeah, or like. Um, if uh, or if you just love Mario, love Nintendo, like I'm, I'm sure I don't even have to tell you, you probably already have seen this movie. But I would say if you're someone like me who, you know, played the games as as a as a kid and then kind of uh, moved on, and you're just, I think you could wait for this thing to either come to streaming or not watch it. I don't know. I it because like if, if you're not nostalgic for for Mario, I. I don't think this movie is going to do much for you. I don't know if you guys feel that same way. Uh, I mean, I'm nostalgic for oh, yeah. it, so it definitely connected with me. I will say, like, I'm somebody who, when I was a kid anyway, I, I loved the live-action Mario movie. I know <laughs> I know a lot of people hate it. And, like, I kind of want to revisit it, but, like, oddly enough, like, you cannot 
stream it anywhere. You can't <laughs> even purchase it digitally. Like, and I was kind of like, do I really want to? Like, I looked on Amazon, and you really you can't get a DVD for like five bucks or something. It's not yeah. expensive. But I'm like, do I really want to buy a DVD to to watch? It's not really. Uh, it, it's I'm sure you can find it somewhere legally on the internet, but I don't really like doing that either. But I will say, like, no matter what people think of that film, I think it was a more interesting, like, interpretation of, like, the Mario mythos. Would you agree with that? I don't know. I, it's a, I, I feel that yeah, movie. It, it's hard to judge, like, things you liked as a kid. That's true. I mean, there wasn't, I didn't know much mythos <laughs> Just be like, everybody it. else who rated this at, like, one star is a complete moron. <laughs> I will say, though, and we'll get to it when we're in the spoilers, but this movie does something that, um, kind of copy something from that old movie a little bit. Um, um, I don't know. Do you guys got to... Oh, what do you guys think generally of like the voices? Like a lot of people are, you know, criticizing Chris Pratt where they're like, oh, he's just kind of a generic, you know, white guy voice to, uh, for Mario. I, I, I thought he like put it a little, you know, enough of an accent on it so that it was like... You, Fine. I didn't. I didn't. I, I mean, I think Jack Black is definitely the standout as far as yeah. voices go. Yeah, Jack Black was exciting. Um, I, I, I had. A, I spent a lot of the time like trying to figure out whose voice was who. Like I was. I, I recognized the voices, but I just couldn't place them. Yeah, so. I couldn't place Luigi. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Day from right. Always Sunny. Um, was, I, Pe- I, was the Peach in something else? Anya Taylor Joy. Um, she's been in a lot of stuff in recent years. Uh, she was in the, the Northman. She was in. Oh, she's the girl with the white set eyes. The Queen's yeah. Gambit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then, um, if, if you didn't tell me that Toad was Kegel, Keegan Michael Key, I would have never guessed. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, did they up pitch his voice? Because like, I couldn't. I, it doesn't even sound anything like him. Yeah, I couldn't figure that one out either. There, there was like a different Toad with like a super low voice. <laughs> Not the character Toad, one of the Toads. Oh, just one of random Toad. Uh. Yeah, I didn't realize there was like a million Toads. <laughs> <laughs> well, at one point she said, nobody hurts my Toads. So I was like, are they all named Toad? <laughs> well, I mean, they were kind of called like Toadstools or something, aren't they? Yeah, but I mean... W- so are they like frog related at all, or what's that come from? I don't know. They're like mushroom men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're mushrooms. Toadstools are mushroom uh, type mushrooms. of mushrooms. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then there's like other mushrooms in the. I guess it is the mushroom kingdom for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of mushrooms. Um, do you guys got anything uh, you want to go into before we get into spoilers? No, let's get into it. Yeah, knock it out. All right, let me bring up my my notes I made here. Um, I didn't make as detailed a notes as on some of the movies we watched recently because I feel like a lot of this is just like, um, you know, a thin outline because like a lot of the movies just like action really if you think about it. Um, all right, so we open on a scene that was featured a lot in the uh, – I think the first Mario Brothers trailer, which is that scene where, you know, Bowser's huge floating fortress comes in and uh, basically he lands in this ice kingdom ruled by uh, little penguins and, you know, they uh, try to stop him by like throwing small like uh, snowballs and stuff at him and of course that does nothing. And he just like roars his fire and like melts their whole kingdom. Yeah, they were pretty much effortlessly defeated. Yeah. The cute little penguins. (laughs) Um... So I got to quit. So he ends up getting the um, what he calls the superstar, which is like the star in the Mario games that gives you like temporary invincibility. Right. And he makes a big deal about it. Like, oh, now that I have the star of invincibility, like I can 
rule the world. Um, but just like in the game, and we find this out later in the movie, it is temporary. <laughs> yeah. Like, how about- maybe he's only expecting to have like one big pinch in his career. He's like, yeah, if someone comes up against me, I'll destroy those ones in particular. And also, we find out that the other power-ups that are in this movie, that are in the games, come up multiple times. But, like, the star is special. Like, in this universe, there's only, like, one star. And I don't know. I I, I thought that was, I don't know, maybe a little weird or convenient or whatever. Um, But, yeah, Bowser's like, no, nobody can stop me. So what do we do? We cut to a commercial of Mario and Luigi promoting their plumbing business uh, using very stereotypical Italian accents. So this is where they kind of get in the whole, it's me, a Mario, you know, type of accents and kind of explain it to where, oh, they were like, uh, you know, kind of doing it as a character for their uh, commercial. Uh, Did you guys like like that or would you have preferred that they kind of use those accents for the whole movie? I was okay. I, I'm glad they called it back at least. Like explained, you know, why it existed at all in the universe. <laughs> I don't know. I like the opening part where they're in what Brooklyn or whatever. Right. I'm kind of like I don't know if it adds a lot to the plot, but I, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I heard, like John Leguizamo said like he wouldn't watch this movie because he didn't like that they cast like two non-Italian guys. <laughs> yeah. They could have made him Luigi. People would have been down for that. <laughs> yeah, I would have been fine with it, but I don't think it's a big deal either. But I mean, I, I gotta say the obvious part: like he's not Italian, right? I, I was know. wondering that too. I was thinking he was like Puerto Rican yeah. or something, which I guess still Latin. But yeah, I guess when they made that that Mario movie, uh, Bob Hoskins must have been the Italian. <laughs> <laughs> what is Bob? Hello, Hoskins? he's British. British. Is he? <laughs> I would have guessed like Russian or something. I don't know. <laughs> He looks He's, like a Boris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he seems like Eastern European or something. Mm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, they're all happy with the commercial. But their old boss, Spike, he, he laughs at it and he's like, you should have stu- stuck with me because apparently they work for his plumbing outfit. This is another character they introduced and he's just kind of like a rando and like uh, it's completely pointless. Yeah, I don't know if he was really even necessary at all. Yeah, not really. Because he comes back at the end so they can... Like you'd think he, they'd like he, he they'd rub his nose in it at the end or something like some kind of like you know look at us now but they, right. they didn't really do that he was there but it was just kind I don't of really remember what happens does he like gain respect for him at the end or something yeah something stupid <laughs> it's like oh yeah the bully he had like a side story I don't remember all their dialogue here we kind of like find out that Luigi is like a bit of a coward um, but. It, Anyway, uh, Luigi's uh, phone rings, and apparently they they got a plumbing job. Uh, but as it turns out, their van won't start. Which, also, uh, in the old Mario movie, Damn they had problems with their van. <laughs> so I'm just saying, a little bit of a copycat. Um, uh, so yeah, now they uh, basically um, platform their right. way to the job. And we see like... You know, they go through this construction site, and they're, Mario's jumping up top, and, like, Luigi, like, goes through some concrete or something. Just, like, a two-dimensional, like, ode to the games. And also, like, the, throughout this whole movie, like, you hear little music stings from the games. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, musical inputs and the variations and uh, sound effects. They, they pulled pretty heavily from that. Uh, anyway, they get to this, like, rich couple's um, apartment. 
and they have this dog and like Luigi accidentally steps on the, the dog's bone and breaks it. So now like the dog like hates him. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which was kind of funny, but again, it's another scene that you don't really need. It doesn't really contribute to the overall that much. I mean, it it sets up the whole thing of like, which we'll get to, of like their family, like being disappointed in them or whatever. Right. Um, There was a little bit of humor here with like the the lady letting the dog like lick her face and stuff. Um, So Mario like easily fixes the bathroom sink, but then that dog comes in and like... They get into this whole fight where the dog's trying to kill him. They get it, like, stuck in the shower. But then, like, um, it had broken the sink and, like, the pipes underneath and stuff. Right. It was a big fiasco. Yeah, that dog was really strong. It was able to do yeah, some serious yeah. damage. And, like, eventually at one point, like, it falls out the window and they have to grab it with his plunger. <laughs> right. Then, like, all these pipes that are broken in the walls and on the floor, like, he fixes by tightening a nut on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes no <laughs> sense. And, like, very cartoon logic. He, like, flushes the toilet and all the water in the room goes out. Um, um, oh, yeah. And then, like, the scene ends with the woman walking in and he's, like, plungering the dog out of the toilet. Yeah. Uh, so, Mario and Luigi go to... Uh, uh, family dinner and uh, they're having like spaghetti with uh, mushrooms just to set up that Mario hates the taste of mushrooms. Now I gotta say these are Italians this is a disgusting looking spaghetti it's just like <laughs> butter noodles or something yeah it didn't even look like it had sauce on right, it right no sauce <laughs> it was just, like just noodles and apparently like mushrooms <laughs> yeah it looked pretty disgusting that's that's uh, Italian <laughs> real Italian <laughs> No sauce. <laughs> also, like, I wanted to know, like, the family dynamic here, because not only is it their mom and dad, but who are the other people living there? Is it, like, his uncles, his yeah, cousins? cousins? There's, like, all yeah. sorts of weird people there. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people. I want to know who the extended family are. <laughs> um, Gotti Mario. But, like, Mario, like, asked his dad about, like, the commercial, because, like, all the other people are mocking it. And, like... His dad tells him that, like, basically that they shouldn't have struck out on their own and they should have just kept their, like, steady paycheck job, mm. which, like, is that the message of the movie? Is like, don't, 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 don't get try off the things. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was, like, I don't know, I don't know, a weird message for the movie. Um, so then Mario, like, he goes to his bedroom. He's kind of moping in there. Uh, Luigi comes in to cheer him up and they see a, a news story about like um, the city streets are flooding due to some sort of plumbing issue. I'm not yeah. exactly sure. But Mario's like, oh, we can go save the day and like it'll bring us business, you know. So um, they go there and like Mario's like, oh, they're not even looking in the right spot. We got to go down in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> so they jump down in the sewer and like um, they, they notice like this valve that needs turning. And so they go on this pipe to, towards it. Um, uh, but the pipe breaks and it sends them into like this weird, like old part of the sewer that apparently nobody's been in for a long time. And I guess we're supposed to just, um, assume that Brooklyn flooded because <laughs> they didn't fix that problem. <laughs> yeah. It only got worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they like blew up a valve and a pipe or something. Yeah. Although when they come back towards the end of the movie, it's not mentioned. So. <laughs> Basically this whole trip di- didn't really do anything positive for them, except they brought Bowser into our dimension and destroyed half of Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't be celebrated. They should be like seen as. <laughs> it's like Ghostbusters where like, yeah, the lawsuits after the uh, incident yeah. really bankrupted us. <laughs> 
you know, um, skipping to the end of it, I don't know if it was a Spike guy or someone else, but I think they really did have that, you know, that moment we joke about in the original where, like, this reporter calls them the Super Mario Brothers. Oh, right. Like, somebody did, like, say, oh, these guys are Super Mario Brothers at the end. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, the, all the great artists steal. <laughs> um, so speaking of stealing, this, this is kind of, I feel like, the biggest plot point that they steal from that original movie. Uh, so Mario and Luigi, they, they're in this weird part of the sewer. And first Luigi is sucked into this pipe. Mario goes looking for him, and he's sucked into the pipe. So, like, they go from the, the New York sewer sucked into the alternate dimension, and that is exactly what happens in right, that like original movie. Yeah. yeah. Except, like, in the original movie, like, instead of being sucked through the pipe, there's, like, that weird, like, invisible wall or whatever that they Something, fall through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mario goes through and all of a sudden he's like falling through the air, but kind of in like this weird like air current and he catches up to Luigi and like he grabs his hand and I forget his exact line, but he's basically like, as long as we're together, we'll be okay. And that's like the razor thin like theme of this movie is like t- togetherness. But they're, yeah. they're, they're only together at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's really true. But that is like like the razor thin like theme of the movie is like family and, and togetherness and we can accomplish anything. Um, so they get split up. Um, Luigi ends up taking this um, uh, pipe like that looks really ominous and there's like i think like lava or something and we find out um in a little bit like that led to a place called the Darklands, and then mario uh uh hits another pipe which takes him to the mushroom kingdom also that fall was like reminiscent of like the um like in uh one of the thor movies where he gets he's traveling oh. between dimensions and he gets knocked out of the the rainbow loop or whatever <laughs> oh he lands in like that garbage dimension right in uh, ragnarok oh, yeah. right yeah um, so now we get another scene that I, I know is in like one of the trailers uh, where Mario wakes up and meets Toad. Um, Toad tell, uh, um, well, I think Mario like tells them about Luigi and uh, Toad tells Mario that the princess can help save Luigi. Um, so they start heading towards the princess's uh, castle. Um, now, some of these scenes, like I don't know if I have them in the right order throughout this because it, it does move like back and forth between like settings a lot. Uh, but at one point, Luigi wakes up in the Darklands, and he gets scared by, like, those, you know, zombie Koopas from the game like, games, like the skeleton ones where you step on them, but they come back to life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, I've never played a Luigi's Mansion game, but I think they're kind of, like, um, referencing that here because he gets yeah. scared he into get, this mansion. I thought yeah. that might become, like, a thing, but... Um Pretty much, he just he was in there, and then like he got captured. Right, the lightning strikes, and you see. I don't even know what those enemies are called. The ones behind him there with like the masks, but you see them like in the games, you know. Yeah. Um. So now there, we get this whole sequence where back in the Mushroom Kingdom, where Mario and Toad are platforming their way to the princess, and uh, really just like you know a lot of references where like you know the they're jumping on the different plat- moving platforms that are in the game. Uh, at one point, like Mario go- goes down um, a pipe and out several different pipes trying to follow Toad. Mm. Oh, and like one time he gets like in one of those like Futurama pipes where he's like getting all like right. yeah, he gets <laughs> beat up. yeah, he's getting all beat up. You got to know the secret of the pipes. Um, so now there's a scene at the castle where we find out that the princess is going to leave the next morning. Uh, her plan is to forge an alliance with the uh, Gorilla Kingdom. Uh, to help in the fight against Bowser. Um, now, 
again, I might have these scenes out of order a bit, uh, but at one scene we we go to Bowser and uh, he reveals to like his his minions um, that he is in love with Peach and he basically plans to marry her. And I remember like uh, like one of her his like um, Koopas or whatever like said something about it and he just like toasted him <laughs> like he, oh, oh yeah, yeah he turned him into like a skeleton uh, turtle yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. if she doesn't reciprocate or whatever right right um um so toad basically distracts some of the guards so that mario can get into the castle he runs into to peach and she's kind of surprised to see uh, another like a human because um it seems like she hasn't really seen a a, a human before um the princess tells mario that if he can pass her obstacle course um, that she'll, um, I guess, help uh, save Luigi. Well, yeah, she's going to allow him to come on her mission to see Koopa, which apparently Koopa has Luigi. Or yeah, or they presume. They assume because, because he went to the Darklands that that's the case. Um, so during this, uh, we're introduced to the the mushroom power-up, and we get a little bit of comedy here because we know he hates mushrooms, but he like keeps having to eat the, the mushroom over and over to get the, the, the uh, big power, you know. And there's even one uh, – I like that bit where like they have him like um, puke it out, and it shrinks him and back down shrinks, too. Right. And we get the whole uh, Bonnie Tyler holding out for a hero montage of him like you know failing at the chorus. You know – I like that song, but I am starting to think maybe it's overused in movies. We even yeah. mentioned it was in the Shazam movie, you know. Yeah. Like I do like that song, but then I'll, I'm like, maybe movies are using it too much. That song's too epic for this scene. That's true. That was too. my feeling. That's true too. Liam, quit touching that. Leave it alone. Um, where were we? Um, so even though he fails over and over, the princess I think basically recognizes his tenacity, and so she agrees to let him come along uh, on the journey, anyways. Um, so Mario, Peach, and, uh, Toad, at one point, like, Toad insists on, like, going along to help protect the princess. Yeah, he's gonna protect the princess. And we see a, kind of another montage of them journeying through various, like, lands featured in the games. You got, like, the kind of water zone with the fish, and the desert zone. Um, they eventually get, like, on this, like, atop of these mountains or something, which... Yeah, they're kind of, like, tall pillars. I didn't really recognized from any of the games I played back in the day, but maybe. Like a quick snippet, like they passed by like a bunch of Yoshi-type dinosaurs too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that bit. You're right. Yeah, yeah these are all of just about like... Callbacks. Callback, yeah. There's no like plot development really. It's just um, scenery. Yeah, that's my dig on the movie. It's, so much of it is just member berries. Remember that? Remember that? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I do. Um... At some point, the the bad guys from the Haunted Mansion tie up Luigi, and they put him on a flying platform that uh, is going to head towards Bowser's fortress. Um, eventually, the team stop at a tree, and Peach tells Mario her backstory, which is um, how her first memories were uh, coming to the kingdom through a pipe as a child. So, presumably, she's human as well. We don't really know exactly. Right. At some point, she was wandering the, the sewers of Brooklyn by herself. <laughs> she had those, uh, what's the opposite of helicopter parents? Those parents that are like free-range right. parents. Right. So, just like, go play. Latchkey parents, kids or whatever. Yeah, like, she's a missing child. <laughs> um, but anyway, she was kind of adopted by the, the Toads. They taught her um, their ways, I guess. And eventually, when she was older, they crowned her the princess of their kingdom. 
Um, so now we get probably one of like my favorite scene in the movie, and uh, is uh, Bowser sings his uh, song about <laughs> Peach. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he reveals his plan to marry her, and then he, he breaks off into this like piano playing. How do you song. go? Peaches, peaches. I remember peaches, the peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> Peaches, 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 peaches. Um, it goes on for a while. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> he's interrupted by like his like number one uh, underling guy who's... I, I assume from the games, I don't think he was any, in any of the old school games that I played, but he almost looks like a like a wizard or something. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's um, wizards in um, Super Mario World, because we played that one. So okay. that was... Was that Super Nintendo? Yeah, I never played that one myself, so... But yeah, there's a little wizard... Goombas or Koopas. Okay. And um, I think at that point, uh, the underling kind of tells him about Mario, or that, like, oh, she, she's she been seen with this um, mustached guy. Yeah, mustached And human. so, like, uh, Koopa, uh, or, you know, Bowser automatically gets, like, jealous, you know, thinking that she's fallen in love with Mario, I guess. And he, like... Um, slams the underlings like fingers in the piano <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right and before that they, they had the whole thing where he's like play with me a little bit and they played like uh one of the mario songs <laughs> right. you know? uh so the team show up at the gorilla kingdom uh they're greeted by like uh the guy there and he and they say they want to uh see the king so now we get like uh apparently this is where the whole mario kart stuff comes in so this guy has a, a cart he puts him in and he, he need uh we get a sequence where he drives him uh to the the king which i guess is cranky kong according to rotten tomatoes um so they meet cranky kong and he says he won't help them um unless one of them can defeat his son in combat and uh, of course mario agrees um and his song is of course donkey kong uh, so the song or the fight takes place uh, basically on this beam, and there's other you know platforms around with power ups to make things interesting. At first, Donkey Kong easily like kind of beats up Mario. Um, then Mario slides under his legs and gets a power up, which ends up being a blue mushroom, uh, which shrinks him down. Now, I only ever played the NES Mario games, and I don't think the blue shrinking mushroom was featured in the, those ones. Yeah, I don't remember a shrinking mushroom. Um, he also, oh, I should, um, back when they were at the tree, like the princess did get the, um, fire power up just so we could see that she thought, all right. Um, so now like he, he hits a power up and the thing comes up, but Donkey Kong blows it out before he can get it. So he, he fails to get it. Um, but he ends up getting on, on kind of like one of the taller beams and he gets the cat suit power up. And I guess this was a little bit comedic with him turning into a cat and he, he, he's able to then scratch and beat up Donkey Kong and, and beat him. Um, so now uh, with that victory secured, uh, the Gorilla King agrees to help them. Uh, he says he knows a shortcut, but they will uh, basically need to all choose a, uh, uh, a Mario Kart <laughs> to, uh, to get there. Um, so they have this whole montage where they're playing, was it Thunderstruck by ACDC? That sounds, I think it, so. It was something by ACDC. Uh, yeah. By the way, a lot of needle drops in this movie. <laughs> uh, Mario chooses like his, like, you know, standard Mario Kart. Uh, Peach chooses a motorcycle. Now I've never, I know you're a big Mario Kart fan. I was, I was a, a crash team racing guy. So did, um, Peach, did she have like a motorcycle in those games? Yeah, she had her own vehicle. Okay. I don't remember, I don't remember it being a motorcycle or not though. I thought it was just more Just a cart. Yeah. And then Toad like gets this like big, like Hummer type vehicle. I don't yeah. know what you call it. Yeah. I saw that coming. <laughs> um, 
so now we get another Bowser scene um, um, while he's acting out his uh, proposal to Peach uh, with that like magician type underling guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're interrupted by another guy who kind of tells them about Mario's progress. And basically he sends an army of his men in vehicles to cut him off and stop him. Yeah, he preempts their surprise attack. Right, right. Uh, so now we get a big old uh, Mario Kart sequence where, well, at first, like, they have this whole thing where they're they're all driving, and he hits this big old jump, which puts him on the, is it the Rainbow Road? Is that what they call it in Mario games? <laughs> and so they're on there, but then they're intercepted are now by these bad guys. And we get this whole, like, action sequence where vehicles are being taken out by, like, the banana peels and the turtle shells, uh, you know, things from the Mario Kart game. At one point, Mario is separated from the group because, like, there's this, like, kind of big, like, Mad Max-type vehicle after him that, like, can chomp down on him. Yeah, it's got some kind of thing that can smash him. Um, That thing eventually, like, eats up his cart, and he gets on it, but then Donkey Kong takes out that vehicle by... Because he has, like, these, like, I guess, like, kind of missiles... It's like a rocket engine. Like a barrel, yeah, like a barrel-type rocket thing that he shoots at it. And so uh, then Mario's kind of like on uh, Donkey Kong's cart. Um, But then that guy they took out hits him with a uh, blue turtle shell, which I guess in the games that's the one that kind of like follows follows people and is kind of inescapable. And it ends up uh, blowing this big hole in the Rainbow Road, which basically Peach and Toad are on the other side of it, so they... They get away, but like this basically stops all the gorillas and it sends Mario and Donkey Kong into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this I might be out of sequence here, but it happens at some point. Uh, Luigi is finally uh, taken to Bowser um, uh, and he asks him about Mario, kind of uh, interrogates him about Mario for a little bit, and then he ends up imprisoning him in this cage that's uh, above lava. Uh, his fellow prisoners uh, include the penguins from the scene, scene uh, at the beginning of the movie. And this, like, star that says, like, very morose things, but, like, in an upbeat way. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, he's, like, an elemental-type creature or something. Yeah. I, I don't know where he that came from, but... Yeah, I was, like, I, I, I mean, I'm sure creatures that look like that are in the games, but they probably don't say stuff like that in the games. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's like always like talking. And I forget what it said, but it would it would say like really like morose and like yeah. dark things. All, all the prisoners are like pissed off at it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh come on. <laughs> um so uh Peach and Toad race towards the Mushroom Kingdom and as they're like going through they're kind of like telling everybody evacuate, evacuate. So all uh, all the other toads are evacuating. Uh, so Bowser shows up and proposes to Peach. She, of course, declines at first, uh, but then she reluctantly agrees to marry him uh, when he starts hurting Toad, like, like a little electrocute. Yeah, I, I think she could have saved a lot of trouble if she just married the guy. Let's go through with it. <laughs> the end. <Yeah. laughs> Unhappily ever after. Um, so Mario saves Donkey Kong from drowning, uh, but then right after that, they're swallowed by this like huge like eel-type creature, yeah, I believe. Yeah, sea monster. Yeah. Um, Bowser's like underling, the magician guy, uh, tells Luigi that the prisoners are going to be sacrificed during the wedding. Um, Toad gives Peach a bouquet for the wedding and uh, I forget what she says to him, but we get the idea that like, there's probably something in that bouquet that's going to help. 
Uh, and that's exactly what happens. The bouquet ends up containing a blue flower that gives Peach ice powers. Oh, yeah. Again, I assume this is in some of the later games, but it wasn't in any of the games. Early yeah, games I don't I remember played. the blue flower. Um, the early games had the fire power, of course, but yeah. I, I never played any of them that have the ice power. Anyway, she freezes Bowser, and she also freezes like the the mechanism that is lowering the prisoners into the lava. Um, Donkey Kong and Mario are able to escape the eel uh, because it also swallowed Donkey Kong's cart, and they had one more of those like barrel-type rockets on there. Uh, so Donkey Kong and Mario, um, they fly, and they can't quite fly up to where like the wedding is. Um, they fly, but they fly like on a little bit under that. And then they have this whole sequence where they're kind of like platforming and beating up enemies, getting different power ups. And um, at some point along here, Mario ends up getting the Tanuki suit power up where he's like the raccoon and he can fly with his tail. Um, So at one point, like the the device is lowering the uh, Luigi into the lava. Like it must thaw out or get broken again because he starts going down. It like burns the bottom of his cage and he almost like dies in the lava but at the last moment Mario is able to fly in and rescue him with the uh, Tanuki suit and once again they clasp hands and we get that line about like oh we can do it all together and then Luigi does shit (laughs) (laughs) Um, so now Bowser breaks loose out of the ice and he launches a huge bullet bill to destroy the, the Mushroom Kingdom um, so Mario, since, since he has the Tanuki suit, flies after the bullet and, and eventually like hits it in the eye so that it'll chase him instead of just right. blowing up the kingdom. He lured it away. He lured it away. And so he gets the idea that he's going to, um, he sees that pipe that he entered the Mushroom Kingdom in and he's like, I know, I'll blow that up for some reason. <laughs> 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 Which was that a good idea? <laughs> but that's what he does. And so it blows up that pipe. And basically, this causes a rift uh, between their world and um, the the real world, I guess, the, the Brooklyn world. And again, somewhat reminiscent of, of that original Mario Brothers movie where they get the scene where it kind of... Right, they're trying to merge the worlds. Merge the worlds, yeah. Uh, so back in Brooklyn, uh, uh, Bowser's ship like crashes on the street. And I think he like... Kind of beats up Mario, and that causes him to duck into, like, a pizzeria. Yeah, he got thumped up pretty good, I guess. Um, eventually, I, I don't... Mario, like, sees his, like, commercial, like, glitching out on the TV, and I don't even remember what it says, but it, it somehow convinces him to get back in the fight. Right. <laughs> um, so he goes back outside, and I don't remember if it's, like, a confrontation between Donkey Kong and the bad guys, but the, the superstar of Invincibility gets loose and knocked down the road. Right. Mario sees it. And so Mario's going to go after it, but Bowser sees him and like blows fire towards him. And right at the last minute, Luigi shows up with his, uh, you know, Wonder yeah. Woman shield. His manhole cover. Manhole cover. Mm-hmm. And he finally he, did something useful. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, I think he says some line about, you know, togetherness or something. Um. Um, eventually Bowser thinks he killed them, but of course we know better. They actually did make it to the star, which allows Mario and Luigi to become, uh, invincible for a bit. And so now they kind of easily beat, um, uh, Bowser and his men. 
And I remember, like, in this confrontation, Bowser ends up getting a blue mushroom and shrinking. But, like, do they force him to eat it or what, what happens? Yeah, they force him no. to eat the blue mushroom and then they put him in, like, a, uh, a science jar, a little mason <laughs> right. jar. Um, and basically, I wrote, everyone lives happily ever after. Uh, and uh, Mario and Luigi end up uh, moving to the mushroom kingdom, right? Because they wake up. Right, they go back. And they're there. I, I assume they can probably portal um, via pipe to back to their world. Yeah, I have questions about that. Cause okay. The pipe doesn't exist anymore, does it? There's like, just a big like uh, hole between dimensions. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good question. They they don't say. Because like, apparently whatever happened was big enough to bring uh, the uh, whole giant the mountain castle thing yeah. <laughs> through. That's true. It's something they never tell you. You, you. you assume the hole is either still there or... They so, it somehow got filled. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it pulled the whole Bowser Castle through there. So like, what? What? Why did it stop there? Like, why not just pull everything in? Like, it's a good question. But in that final scene, like, you don't see any of Brooklyn. It's just the Mushroom Kingdom. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I assume they just go back and live there. I I assume like they'll just say that like oh it got repaired or something, but you can pipe in between or something. I don't know. Um. And then we get a, a mid credit stinger uh, with Bowser singing his Peaches song again until, like, uh, it, it zooms out and he's he's in a little, like, birdcage type thing and he gets, like, poked by one of the guys there. And then uh, we didn't stay till the very end, but I saw online that there was a, a you know, post credit scene at the really? very end, <laughs> okay. uh, which apparently, like, it goes back to that um, um, sewer where, like, um, uh, they were at the beginning of the movie, you know, and apparently the, there's a Yoshi egg there and it begins to crack and you hear like Yoshi's like voice or whatever. Okay. So it's uh, setting up for a, the inevitable sequel because I, I think this movie is doing pretty well box office wise. Oh yeah, I'm sure. They never put enough in those end credit scenes for me to care. I, yeah, I gotta say like I always stay for like the Marvel ones and stuff, but a lot of times they are disappointing and you're like... It could have been cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I could have pissed 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> usually one of, at least one of them is okay, but, you know, they usually have like three of them. So. <laughs> I got to say, I would be in, like, I don't mind mid-credit sequences, but I would be in favor of getting rid of, of end-credit sequences altogether. Yeah. I don't like, wait, like, uh, don't get me wrong, like, I appreciate the work that goes into these movies and all the names up there, but I don't want to sit through them. I don't right. think the people that own those names even want to sit through them. Yeah. Nobody who sits through them picks anything out, except you might pick out, like, one actor's name or something. Right. You pick out, like, a couple names here and there. I know. Do you think, like, people that, like, you know, you know, work in, like, FX houses and, like, their their name's just in, like, this huge block. Right. Uh, do they go through and be like, there I am. <laughs> That's me. Our, they probably do, but I they mean. They kept up their end of the bargain. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys... Um, uh, one another one of these and uh when they do like uh, are there certain things you'd like to see for me i like i don't know the later mario games enough to be like yeah i'd like to see this and this and this i don't have enough love of the property to really say i wouldn't mind another one of these yeah uh if it's you know somewhat thoughtfully made like this was like yeah i'd be down for it it's a fun nostalgic experience that's all for me Apparently, uh, we know we'll get Yoshi. Do you think, um, 
Because, like, Mario 2 is a weird game, but remember, they instead of Bowser, it was that wart guy as the enemy. You think they'll, they'll, remember. they'll dig up wart? That's one thing about Mario, though, is, like, almost all the games, I think Bowser is, like, the main yeah. bad guy. And that would get boring if they just kept bringing him back. I mean, I like Jack Black, but if they just kept using Bowser over and over and over in these movies, that would get old. Yeah, he was kind of pathetic in this movie. He, he, was, he, he was simping a little bit. He was, but that's... What made it funny? Yeah, it, was, and you know, it added a little humor. But to, like, to me, that I was. I want to see more of of that. <laughs> Do you think uh, Mario and Peach will hook up in the next one? <laughs> like a whole scene <laughs> dedicated to the next them. one. They'll have to introduce Princess Daisy and get Luigi going with somebody. <laughs> you know what? The you know what the uh, sucks is like I don't know if you guys even remember this, but like I I love the first movies the original movie when I was a kid so much. But that movie ends on a cliffhanger where you're like, oh, they're going to make another one. Right. <laughs> and they uh, never, ever do. That's true. Maybe this is just a callback to that. <laughs> that's your history. <laughs> like, you think we're making another one of these? No. One and done. Yeah, it'd be fine either way. If they made another one, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine too. I'm not dying for one, but, you know, if they did, I'd watch it. Oh, they for sure are. Like... I mean, judging just by our theater, like, that was the most packed I've seen it in a while. Like, people bringing their kids and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, this is a... I think this movie... I don't even know what the box office report is yet, but I'm thinking this movie made some some big money. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, You guys... Uh, I mean, we still got time. I, I, I kind of figured this movie might not last the whole time. But uh, what do you, would you guys like other, like, you know, video game movies to be made? They're almost never good, so... <sighs> I know, I know. I mean, they got some in development right now is, is TV shows like God of War and yeah. Horizon, which I think could be, be good. But like, I feel like a lot of games are hard to translate, especially in like a two-hour movie. Yeah, I think so too. And it's it's just gone so poorly so many times. It's, I just can't get excited for it. I mean, I think they're at least maybe getting better. <laughs> but like... It's it's still one of those things that has a stink on it. I mean, I haven't watched The Last of Us yet. I will. But uh, people did like that adaptation. It did very well. I, th- I think with at least... I haven't seen all of what's available for Last of Us, like, content-wise. Mm-hmm. But with God of War, I know there's comics. And there's, you know, there's a lot of... There's, like, five games. So, like, there's there's a lot to work with there. Like, there's a lot of lore and history. So they could make something from that. But... A lot of the time, the problem with video games is that there's just not much to to pull from, not nothing to really work with, and then they end up adding their own stuff to it, and it just takes away from you know what you expect the game to be like. Yeah, it depends. There are, there are a lot of games now that are fairly um, cinematic, like they already have like pretty mm. intricate stories and cutscenes that you can actually follow, and it's not just like somebody playing a platformer for twelve hours and you're like let's make a a <laughs> story out of this. Yeah. That's but, what God of War is, basically. I feel like the TV ones right now um, are exciting me a little more than, like, the prospect of movie ones. But, I mean, I feel like games these days especially, like, are so long that trying to condense them down is hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It has problems anyway. Do you think Mario, like... Or what are the other... Like, I assume, like, they'll eventually try to make, like, a Zelda animated movie or something. I wouldn't be surprised, I guess. I'm sure somebody's thought about it. 
I'm just trying to think, like, are there any other Nintendo properties that uh, could make a decent movie? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, video game properties are tricky. Like, I, I still think, like, Mass Effect has potential, but I would still rather see it as probably um, a TV show rather than a movie. They just made that Tetris movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's more, like, about the creator of Tetris than, like... The game, or, you know. Yeah, I remember hearing that years ago, like, they were going to make a Tetris movie, and I'm like, why? Like, are they going to... I was picturing, like, an animated thing where they actually tried to make, like, talking blocks or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this sounds boring as hell. (laughs) This is your thought process. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in my defense, they made it that emoji movie, so it wouldn't be far off. That's true. That was a pile of crap. I never saw it, but I heard bad things about it. Yeah, I heard it was pretty bad. I think I did see like a um, a fraction of it because my nephew was watching it once. But well, I mean, imagine that you just have characters who always have the same emotion. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. Is that what it's about? Well, I mean, if you have a happy face and you have a sad face, like oh, I see what you're saying. They're, they're, they have like their emotion is fixed. Of course, I, I do like, I really do like that uh, Pixar movie Inside Out, and that's kind of a similar thing. It is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, uh, you know, what else would make an entertaining uh, video game property? I got nothing. I mean, I, if you would have asked me years ago, I would have said Prince of Persia, but they really messed that up. So. <laughs> Wait, Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't Persian enough? <laughs> the whole movie just sucked. That is a bummer, man. I, because I love uh, that Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time yeah. video game. That's an awesome game, and yeah, I watched that movie and I was like, "Boy, this is bad. <laughs> this is so bad." <laughs> man, and the thing is, like, um, they're doing a remake like of that game, wow. which I'm was excited about. But then, like, the team that was working on it, like. Apparently, like they took it out of their hands because they're like, these guys aren't doing a good enough job. Uh-oh. So then I'm like, uh, so now it's like delayed and like who knows if it'll come out or not. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer, man. Are there uh, any video games like um, you guys would like to? We maybe have talked about this on the show before, but that you would like like a remake or re- remaster of the. I don't know. I, I just love sniping Nazis, and that's all. It always comes back around. So you want that Medal of Honor, that first Medal of Honor game remade? Man, I, I can play some Medal of Honor. But then I've been playing Sniper Elite. I've been looking at a couple others, but they're still too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Modern Warfare 2. Like, I think they've remade that a couple times, but I haven't play, played it recently. I might check it out, maybe see if it's anything like the old version. I feel like um, the PS1 era has a lot of games that could be remastered because, like, a lot of them were fun, but they look rough as hell now, looking yeah. back. like <laughs> I just keep hoping they come out with another FIFA. Or FIFA? The soccer FIFA? game? Yeah. You know, the one that comes out every single year. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think they actually, like, just recently, like, um, the, something happened with the FIFA license where, like, the company, maybe EA or something that was making them, like, stopped, and now their their game's just called, like, I don't know, football club or something something uh. different, you know? Man, did you know that, like, FIFA is, like, supposedly, like, a crazy, like, corrupt organization? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I think there's, like, widespread, like, 
you know, things to where they probably have like fixed a lot of games in the past. Mm. And like, I think it's basically like run by a mafia of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> Some crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't know how FIFA exists. Like, don't comp- don't countries have to pay them to like host the you know World Cup and everything? Like, what's the benefit of hosting it when you end up you know spending a bunch of money on these arenas and not really selling out or anything? They probably sell it to the people as though like this is going to bring in like so much money and so much like tourism dollars and things like that that it'll pay for itself. Yeah, but I don't know if that's wasn't there some controversy because like um. Was it the last World Cup or whatever, like that uh, Middle Eastern country, uh, Qatar, Qatar yeah. or Qatar? Um, and, like they were having a stadium built there. And like supposedly like a bunch of people died in the construction yeah, of it. like 20,000 people. Was, yeah, it was something insane. Yeah. Whatever happened with that? Did they finish it? Yeah, they played the games. They played the game there? <laughs> yeah, they did everything. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> FIFA didn't, yeah, nobody talked about that, really. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, man, I wish I had more. Should we do, should I do one story just <laughs> pad out the time? Sure. Okay, here's a story that'll go well with this uh, Mario. <laughs> uh, naked man arrested after stealing a school bus to transport a dead deer. <laughs> uh, you ever hear a story that makes you go, yeah, that happened in Florida. Uh, there's that delicate mixture of bizarre, scary, and utterly unhinged that just screams Florida. Here's an example. A man steals a school bus, leads the police on a multi-county chase, and is eventually arrested naked. And there's a dead deer in the back of the bus for some reason. Classic Florida, right? Except it's not. This thing happened in Pennsylvania. Uh, the location is part of that story, um... Oh, yeah, the location of that is the part of the story we made up. Everything else actually happened. Um, okay. I want to play that game <laughs> and see it made into a movie. <laughs> uh, the bizarre incident happened on April 4th around 7 a.m. on the day uh, the Corral uh, or Carroll Township Police Department uh, received a phone call about a stolen school bus, uh, the department said in a statement. Uh, got to start your outlandish rampage early, you know. Um, according to the caller, they had spotted a bus uh, the Gettysburg PA State Police had reported stolen earlier that morning. The suspected bus thief was identified as Tony Saunders, 24. Eyewitnesses report uh, reports state that Saunders had entered a school bus parking uh I guess lot. God, this isn't written very well. In the early hours of the morning, they also said he had been hauling a dead deer at the time. Uh, where he got the deer, no one knows. We're not sure. We want to know. Anyway, Saunders somehow managed to pry open uh, one of the buses and drag the deer carcass inside. He then hopped into the driver's seat and took off. After CTPD was alerted about the bus, officers on patrol also saw the vehicle. They began a pursuit, uh, but it soon became clear that Saunders may have. Uh, known how to operate the bus. Officers observed that the lights on the bus were uh, turning on and off intermittently, the CTPD uh, said. However, the details of the bus matched the vehicle that had been reported as stolen. So at least the cops knew they were after the right vehicle. What followed uh, has a prolonged chase across multiple counties. During the chase, Saunders reportedly engaged in multiple risky stunts. At one point, officers attempted to perform a traffic stop to bring the bus to a halt. Saunders appeared to comply at first, but hopped lanes and pulled away as soon as the opportunity presented itself. 
He then continued along a highway, winding in and out of traffic lanes. After some time, Saunders took the bus off the highway by driving over a berm, nearly tipping the heavy vehicle over in the process. The chase continued a while longer as Saunders steered the bus into a nearby neighborhood. Finally, though, he stopped the vehicle and got out, and then took off running. As Saunders got off the bus, some locals happened to spot him. Then again, it's probably kind of hard to miss a school bus plowing through your neighborhood. Uh, they gave a pol- the police a description of Saunders' appearance and clothing before they began to chase after him. However, he must have somehow realized that because he began to strip off his clothing as he ran. As Saunders fled the v- from police, he led them through parking lots and busy traffic areas which had vehicles entering and exiting businesses. Uh, the CTPD reported... Um, all the while, Saunders kept throwing off more and more clothes until he was sprinting along buck naked. Uh, yet his mad dash for freedom couldn't last. Eventually, the cops cornered Saunders and he surrendered. Uh, we're certain the cops had plenty of questions first, uh, Saunders, uh, for Saunders after arresting him. Some of them uh, probably included what the hell and why. Uh, being surprisingly cooperative, Saunders shed some light on the, his motives of his actions. He admitted to stealing the school bus after he had crashed the BMW earlier in the morning. We couldn't find out whether that w- uh, was his own car or another stolen vehicle. But what about the dead deer? Well, Saunders had a good reason for having it. He was going to take it home to use as fertilizer for his garden. He didn't explain where he found the carcass, at least based on the police reports. Did he hit it with a BMW? (laughs) Maybe. The man has now been charged with one count of fleeing from a police officer, one count of receiving stolen property, 18 counts of resisting arrest, and 75 counts of reckless driving. (laughs) He's going to do life in prison for this. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you would think it would be pretty hefty. But, I mean, it's got to be either drugs or mental illness, right? Yeah, for sure. So now uh, enough of those. We can get a the Pennsylvania man Twitter going. You're a caveman. <laughs> um. Yeah. But uh, besides that psychopath, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, I got nothing. Yeah. Well, guys, we might wrap this one up early. In fact, I probably shouldn't have even done that story. <laughs> we wanted to give you a little bit more. But anyway, uh, hopefully everybody liked our Mario review. I think next week we'll probably go back to a regular review. I don't think there's any movies coming out uh, this week that uh, that we'll be reviewing. Uh, but uh, we do appreciate everybody watching and listening. Please, if you will, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, and to the podcast on your podcast service of choice. Give us thumbs up, positive reviews, all that good stuff. And why not come over and visit us on Twitter? Guys, where can people find you on the Twitter? Uh, a name for this, too, and that's the number two. At unsolicited sug. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Yeah, have a good one.